This is A Leap for Love by Barbara Noel. May May Johnson and her boyfriend, Jack Daniels, were enjoying lunch together at a local diner. This is wonderful, Jack, May May said with a smile. Jack agreed and said, yeah, with a smile. Jack started to lean forward across the table. May May and Jack slowly kissed. They were still kissing when Sam leapt into Jack. That startled Sam at first. This was feeling awkward, leaping in just as the leapy was kissing. But then suddenly, Sam remembered leaping into a kiss before. Only then, he was in bed with a beautiful woman the leapy was engaged to marry. Sam sat back down with a surprised look on Jack's face. Jack? May May asked. Are you alright? Is something wrong? He looked around the diner. No one was looking. Everything seemed calm, like normal. The Everly Brothers song, ba, ba, was playing on the jukebox. Sam told May May, please excuse me. Sam was hoping that if he just stood up to go to the men's room, by the time he would get there, that Al might just show up. But in fact, Al appeared just as Jack was saying, excuse me. A waiter passed through Al. So when Sam was startled by Al, it looked more like Jack was not paying attention to who was coming up behind him. Look out, May May warned Jack. Luckily, the waiter was quite professional. No drinks or food got spilled. May May looked very worried as Jack walked away from the table. She quickly regained her composure and returned to her chocolate milkshake. Al was pressing the gummy bear buttons on the handling just as Sam entered the men's room. Hi, Al, Sam said. Hey, Sam, Al replied. What am I doing here, Al? Well, let's see. Your name is Jack Daniels. You're here because... It suddenly occurred to Al who that was. But that's... Suddenly, Al waved his hand so Sam could forget what Al was about to say. Never mind, Sam. What? What is it? Sam asked, interested to know. Al ignored Sam's question and continued to look at the hand link. The date is April 4, 1957, and you're in Elkridge, Indiana. That made Sam stop Al for a minute. I'm home, Sam said and smiled. Then Al continued. And you're here because there's a 90% chance that in two days, Jack gets killed in an accident. How? Sam asked. Ziggy says she doesn't know, Al answered. Ziggy doesn't know? Al, come on, Sam demanded. Then with a look of, come on, really? Get with it, from Sam. Okay, okay, I'll go back and see what Ziggy and I can come up with, Al said. Thank you, Sam replied, relieved. Just then, there was a knock on the door. Sam opened the door cautiously, looking around to see another guy. Hi, Jack, he said in passing. Sam said, oh, hi, in a very nervous way. Then Sam just thought this was one of Jack's regular friends. Sam returned to the table. Is everything all right? May May asked. Sam just nodded and smiled. They both drank their milkshakes. Later in the afternoon, May May was at her home in her bedroom. Her aunt came to the door. Best wash up, supper's almost ready, her aunt told her. Not hungry, May May said. Ah, uh, there was a phone call earlier, someone named Chelsea. She was asking for you. Was it urgent? May May asked. No, I just, you know, wanted to tell you she called, she stammered. Okay, May May said, and turned her head back to reading her book she was reading on her bed. Aunt Adelia and Uncle Max raised May May because May May was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, but her parents died in a horrible volcanic eruption accident. 
She was with her aunt and uncle since the age of nine. May May was 17, going on 18 in June. Al returned to find Sam at Jack's home. Sam was reading Jack's diary. The story of May May's parents was written in the diary, Sam pacing as he read the words. He stopped when he realised Al was there. Hey Al, what's up? Sam asked. Besides the sky, Al joked. Ha ha, Sam laughed sarcastically. Then Sam said, It says here in Jack's diary, May May's parents died in Hawaii. I know, Al said. So when Jack died, May May must have been devastated, Sam continued. Al said, She was. Ziggy says her whole world came crumbling, tumbling down. Her aunt and uncle had her institutionalized for a while. Because May May was so upset, she was unreachable. She couldn't even talk. Sam looked at Al with his jaw dropped open. Sam gulped hard and said quietly, Oh boy. Then he continued and said, So Al, I better come up quickly with a way to save this guy, Jack. Or else history will repeat itself. And I, uh, I mean Jack. Jack will die. And so will May May's spirit. There was a moment of silence as it sank deeply in how important this leap was. Then again, Sam quietly said, Oh boy. Sam gulped as he stood in front of Jack's mirror. It occurred to him that he hadn't looked at Jack's reflection in the mirror since this leap began. He saw Jack was five and a half feet tall, had light brown hair with a touch of blonde. The next day was Saturday. Sam woke up to see Jack's father, Henry, out in the field. His mother, Emily, was in the kitchen preparing Jack's breakfast. The usual, Jack? Emily joked as she smiled at Jack lovingly. Sam looked to see a plate of scrambled eggs, toast, and two strips of bacon with a glass of freshly squeezed orange juice placed in front of him. Thanks, Mom, Sam sat down. It looks so delicious. Sam knew he didn't really have time to eat Jack's breakfast, but it would be rude to not try and eat just a little bit. He drank the orange juice. Are you and May May going to see each other today? Emily inquired. Sam wanted to say, I don't know. But instead, he stood up with his orange juice cup in his hand. Don't forget to do your chores first now, Emily reminded Jack. Sam just said, Oh, would you look at the time? Sorry, Mom, gotta run. Love ya. He kissed Emily on the cheek, gulped his last sip of orange juice, and went out the door. Emily looked at Jack and started to say, But you didn't even touch your... Emily sighed and began removing the food. Sam went back to the diner, where he last saw May May. He looked around. No sign of her. He went to the cash register. Has May May shown up yet? He asked the guy there. No, not that I recollect, he answered to Jack. Okay, thanks, Sam answered. Sam stepped out of the diner. Suddenly, Al appeared. Sam looked around for a phone booth. He stepped inside one and pretended to talk. What is it, Al? Sam asked. Well, here's where you gotta watch out, Sam, because Jack was run over by a truck. What? Sam asked. A truck, Al repeated. What kind of truck, Al? Sam asked indignantly. Al was confused. Well, what, what kind? Al asked. Yes, Sam asked more calmly. It was a Coca-Cola truck. You see, because you're at the diner, the truck must have been restocking all the Coke bottles. Al responded. Well, that doesn't make any sense, because the truck would have slowed down. I mean, if the truck is here, Sam gestured to the sidewalk. Unless, Sam was thinking. Unless, asked Al. There is not less. Unless Jack was not here when he got run over. Al started punching the gummy bear buttons on the hand link and looked up at Sam. Al said to Sam, 
It says here, Jack was at the bank, getting his money out in order to pay for himself and May May to go on a date together. Okay, Sam said. Where? Uh, you know, Al said, the bank. Remember that leak where you leaked to help those boys rob the bank to pay the bank back the loan? Yeah, Sam replied with a nod and shook his head. No. Sam sort of remembered, but not quite, due to the Swiss cheese effect in his brain. Yeah, kinda. Well, anyway, that bank. Al said. Go down this street, take a left turn, Al told Sam. Sam reminded Al that it's best not to go there, but Al was telling a different path. So I go down and turn right, not left, Sam said to Al. But Al told Sam, no, if you go right, you'll, I mean Jack, will get killed. Okay, Sam understood and went down the street. He did as Al instructed, and there was the bank, and across the street was Maymay. She saw Jack and waved him. Sam started to walk towards her. The truck honked his horn. As he was just starting up from the corner after the light turned from red to green, Sam crossed the street safely and decided not to go into the bank. Instead, Jack and May May had a delicious home-cooked meal at Jack's house with his mother's cooking of turkey, mixed vegetables and mashed potatoes, and for dessert, pecan pie. Sam sat around the table, took one look at everyone in Jack's family, and left. Thanks for your submission, Barbara. This was a lot of fun to read. If you haven't got it already, you've got a small prize heading towards you, and you're in the running to win one of our major prizes of a copy of Foreknowledge, signed by none other than our own Christopher D. Philippus. 